Welcome back to another episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Backlog, the podcast where each week we work through our backlog one game at a time. I'm your host, Adam, and today we are joined by my co-host. He's Britain's answer to Spider-Man, only instead of being bitten by a radioactive spider, he was bitten by a pair of radioactive Birkenstocks, Kieran. (laughs) Okay, yes, uh, (laughs) I'm trying to just visualize being bitten by a shoe, but (laughs) if anything, a Birkenstock is, is the more aggressive type. And that would be the one to do it. And that thick sole, it's got some sharp teeth. Well, naturally, and because I've been bitten by it, I've actually inherited the power of Birkenstocks, and I've, I've got a really thick sole. So yes. I, can, I can run bare feet anywhere. <laughs> Can't wait for the uh, update to Marvel's Avengers to have Birkenstock Man. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. How has yeah. your week been? Um, average, you know, nothing too much going on. It's just been really nice down here in Cornwall, doing a lot of swimming and surfing and stuff. That's not true. I haven't been surfing once, but let's pretend <laughs> I have. <laughs> Wait a minute. They don't have waves in England. <laughs> I, I don't know. We, we just, you paddle out on the board. You wait there for like two hours. Nothing comes and you paddle back in. <laughs> it's more like uh, a gentle sit down. <laughs> Apparently, that's why so many British people die when they come to Australia is because they come to the beaches and then they swim out into the ocean and aren't prepared for how the currents work and the like how big the waves are. Yeah. And they end up just getting dunked and drowning. Yeah, I can believe that. I for sure would die. I've, mm. The the like highest wave I've One ridden, would hope. The highest wave I've ridden is probably like <laughs> seven feet. <laughs> it's like nothing. Uh, so. I, I think I surfed on a- one meter wave, maybe two meter. <laughs> right, yeah. Know. It's probably going to be similar to me. Yeah, it was like one one and only time I learned how to surf. And I managed to stand on the board, but um, it's not like I was a quote unquote surfer. I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm upright and I'm upright and I'm staying upright all the way to the end. And then that was it. That's exactly the same with me. I think I've been maybe yeah. two or three times <laughs> and it's fun. It's, it's good fun, but I am still a noob. Or a kook, as they say. <laughs> a kook. <laughs> so what you're saying is you wouldn't be one of the secret unlockable characters in Kelly Slater's pro surfing video game. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think I've got a bit of a bit of a way to go before I get into that one. Ah, fair enough. It's a dream, though. <laughs> I, I can achieve it. Oh, I think you can achieve anything you set your mind to. Yeah, I, I don't think so. So anyway, yeah. Uh, what about you? No. Um. Well, I w- I've been trying to teach myself how to use Adobe Premiere. Oh, my God. Um, since I can't use Final Cut because my computer issues that we mentioned a few episodes ago. And I've never learned how to use Premiere. So, I've just been basically watching um, YouTube videos and sort of teaching myself how to use it. Because the intention is, because we streamed the game that we're talking about today, I want to cut it up into digestible little snippets snippets bite-sized chunks and uh yeah big chunky bites and (laughs) put it onto youtube and see if we can get somebody to watch it because i think we were well i don't necessarily know if we're hilarious but i thought it was hilarious playing it and re-watching a particular scene (laughs) gets me in tears every time i watch it (laughs) well if anything i want to see it again because it was quite hilarious so (laughs) I'll get some yeah. enjoyment out of it. It was definitely probably one of the most enjoyable times uh, of this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> of 2020. <laughs> I mean, I'm inclined to agree, honestly. It was a little bit sad. Yeah. 
highlight of 2020. Yeah. Um, all right. So I guess we should probably say that um, the game that we, well, what we're currently talking about and the game that we're going to be talking about this episode is A Way Out. Way Out is an action-adventure game developed by Hazelight Studios and published by EA. It is the second game. I'm reading this from Wikipedia. Don't kill me. <laughs> this is the second game directed by Yosef Farris, who also made Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, which I've played and finished and loved. Have you? Likewise. Yep. Yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this game, however, is only two player so there is no single player option you can only play it either split screen local co-op or online co-op which is what we did over playstation 4 um, and it's also available for xbox one and pc so uh oh yeah it was released on march 23rd 2018 and sold over a million copies in the first two weeks that was the day after my birthday oh really you're a march 22 baby i sure am <laughs> What's that, a Taurus? I, uh, it's an Aries. <laughs> oh, get fucked. I'm an Aries. <laughs> <laughs> wow. that's. Uh, we should change the name of the podcast to Two Aries Talking About Games. Yeah, if I was like one of those um, crystal chicks from <laughs> fucking Final Fantasy Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> the Aries birthstone is manufactured <laughs> nethesite. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, okay, so here's the setup. A Way Out is essentially a narratively driven two-player co-op game which follows two characters, one named Leo Spichemin. No, nah, what's his last name? I can't remember if it's Vincent Moretti or Leo. <laughs> Here we go. No, I've got it. <laughs> follows Vincent Moretti, um, who oh, is fuck. a newly incarcerated prisoner. And he is 43 years old, although he looks a lot older. And there is Leo Caruso, who is played by the director's brother. Um, Faraz Ferez. apparently has two names. Yeah. Yeah, Faraz Ferez. <laughs> you mean um, two names that are both the same. <laughs> yeah. He has two <laughs> names. What a weird thing. <laughs> he has a double name. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, when we were playing this, we even commented that, wow, this guy looks a lot like the director. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, wait, no, the guy who plays this guy is the director's brother. So, no wonder. I think that's cute that they're keeping it in the family. They're like, they're giving each other work. I like that. I like that they have such a recognizable nose. Yes, he's very distinctive. We're big fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's why I, I played the entirety of the game as Leo because I love the nose, and you played as Vincent. I played as Vincent because he was the other character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was first player, so I got the first choice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, the two playable characters are Vincent Moretti, who is the newly incarcerated prisoner. Um, he is allegedly being imprisoned for fraud. And once he gets into prison, he later meets up with Leo Caruso, who is in prison for an alleged heist that went south. 
So further on in the game, it kind of winds out that both of these characters are tied to this one other character who is the quote-unquote antagonist of the story, who is called Harvey. And they decide amongst themselves that they are going to break out of prison together and seek revenge on Harvey. And that is the setup for the game. Yeah, so um, the gameplay is... Like, we went to this bl- game pretty much blind. Yeah. So all I had seen was, like, uh, a quick screenshot um, and, and maybe, like, a, a short trailer for it, which, you know, was mostly perhaps cinematic with a little bit of gameplay. But either way, I didn't really know what to expect. And kind of straight away, you go in there and you just see um, the screen split in two with Leo on one side, Vincent on the other. And you kind of just play separate stories. But you can then interact with things on your side, which might act as a distraction for the other person, and so on and so on. And uh, throughout the game, there's there's various different types of gameplay that you have to do. There's uh, there's like stealth sections. There's um, there's a certain section where you have to kind of like uh, be pushed around in a trolley. Uh, that was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a whole lot of like coming together to open up open up doorways or you know just uh squat down on on the floor to lift someone up uh yeah it was very much like a it's it's like a puzzle game more than anything i would say because it's all about problem solving between the two people yeah and um like i i often found that well one of the notes that i took um after i played this was i love that both players have equal input in decisions and choices so um, not only are both of you trying to communicate with each other as players to try and negotiate your way through these situations or problem solve, you know, what you have to do. Cause like, like the one where, where we have to, um, push each other around in, or <laughs> not each other, but <laughs> someone pushes the other person around in the cart covered in sheets or whatever. Yeah. You need to get that person into the back room so they can open a door to get you in. So you can put sheets through a vent. So later on, once you've broken through the walls, you can use those sheets to tie a rope kind of thing. But there's always these hazards in between. So one player will be the guy in the cart in the back room and the other player is the one that needs to figure out a way to distract the guard so he can get into the unlocked door, etc. and so forth. So that's really cool. And um, the other thing as well is sometimes you're presented with bigger choices. So, uh, for example, there may be a conflict that is presented to both players and Leo would have one way of re- resolving the conflict and Vincent would have another way, which is normally the more pacifistic way. Yeah, yeah. Pa- pacifistic? Is that the right word? Pacific. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> the most he pacific, the more ocean pacific way. ocean way of dealing with things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Leo Leo yeah. was the more um, kind of random, dangerous. Aggressive. Uh, perhaps more likely to going guns blazing. And then yeah. Vincent is the more rational one who would try and maybe talk his way through or find another way, a stealthy approach. Yeah. And yeah, it, I can't, I mean, I think either of these choices, like they're, go, they're going to probably lead to the same outcome. It's just going to, it is again, just going to be like a, a different way of dealing with it. So it would be like an intriguing way to, to, to see both ways, but I don't think it would be enough to kind of warrant playing again, just to see them, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't think the choices presented in the game actually make that much of a difference until towards the very yeah. end. But the brilliance of having the choices presented to you is that neither player can be the one that decides what happens. So 
You know, like in past games, there'll be a button prompt and then maybe player one just goes, yep, I'm picking this one. And then player two is along for the ride. Yeah. But in this, you both have to put your, your cursor on which option you want and then hold down the button. And you both have to like... You kind of have to fill the circle, isn't it? Like, it's a joint decision. Yeah, it's a consensus or whatever. No one can just make the decision on their own. It's not like the first to press X gets to, uh, gets to decide. You have to come to a yeah. come to the conclusion yourself, and um, yeah, it's like jury duty. Yeah, you need to. Everyone needs to be on the same page, otherwise, you don't get to give the give the verdict. Decision. Yeah, I, I yeah, mean, <laughs> I mean, you could probably like watch it in our stream, but most of the time we had the same decisions, and it was like we've done Vincent's like twice now. Let's go for Leo's one. <laughs> we need to yeah. up the ante a bit. So it was. I mean, it is quite fun that you can just talk it over, decide about it. But most of the time, yeah. we were like, yeah, just do that. I think this is probably the most, like, communicative... That's not a word. <laughs> I think it is. Is it? I think it is. Well, like, you mean, like, it's the it's the most, like, co-op title where you actually have to, like, communicate between each other. It's not just, like, both players are sitting down in, I don't know, Borderlands or something and just shooting willy-nilly and collecting loot and going about exactly. it sort of with your brain switched off. Yeah, you, this is, like... It requires... Decisions. Verbal communication. So that we know when and what yeah. the other person is doing. And especially for times when you have to time a movement, uh, perhaps yeah. to like break open a door. Um, there's mm-hmm. that, uh, is it Shawshank Redemption scene, right? Yes. <laughs> Where you have to like time it with the thunder to break open a door. Yeah. Um, if you, if you get the timing wrong, you're going to fuck it up. And so you kind of have to communicate just to like let the other person know when you're about to barge the door that sort of thing yeah oh the perfect example is yeah when we're both trying to climb up through that um i don't know that space where <laughs> both characters have their backs to each other and they're yeah. trying to like lift each other up with their legs against yeah. the wall <laughs> that was so funny failed at that so badly i think it was supposed to be solved in like a fifth of the time it took us because we just couldn't time our button prompts exactly the same time. Yeah. Um, it's really funny yeah. <laughs> because you climb up this shaft and uh, you kind of have to do it like left, right, left, right. Vincent moves, Leo moves, Vincent moves, Leo moves. Or you could do it simultaneously, you know, both go at the same time. But oftentimes yep. we kind of had Vincent went up twice. So <laughs> he was like above Leo and then Leo just fell down or vice versa. And did I think I think we failed like two or three times maybe. I, I can't remember, but... Oh, man. Yeah, I think that, it was probably twice. That shaft <laughs> kept on going. <laughs> I, I swear they intend you to do it simultaneously. And just we we were like the tortoise and the hare. We went with the tortoise way of doing it and just very slowly did one after the other because we weren't getting it any other way. Yeah. But I mean, it was fun. <laughs> maybe we should make that a highlight just to, to laugh at how bad we did it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll edit that in my little my little video project if that ever gets off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> it certainly was quite like satisfying when we actually did manage to time it right and both went up at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Even though it was like three times in the whole thing. <laughs> so this game is basically the uh, indie developer version of all of those David Cage games like Heavy Rain and Detroit Become Human, all that sort of stuff. But I think this is better. <laughs> yeah. I've not really played any of the David Cage games to a degree where I could really give a, a viewpoint on them because, uh, well, actually, no, that's not true. I mean, I've played a bit of Beyond Good and Evil. Uh, two Souls, sorry. I mean, Beyond Two Souls. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. 
I couldn't get into it at all. So um, from that point of view, this is way better than David Cage games. I love this game. It's great. Yeah, I, I had such a good time as well. Um, I played Beyond Two Souls not that long ago as well. And um, yeah, it's slightly more interactive than some of their other games, but it still feels like you're just sort of pushing a couple buttons for a movie. Whereas um, this game, you actually have... I, I mean, I think you actually have a couple of different options and how you want to solve the problems. You do. As far as I can tell. Yeah. yeah. It's just what I've heard, but it's like not necessarily that evident because uh, yeah. for me it generally seemed like I could only think or, or see one solution and yep. maybe that's because I wasn't looking somewhere or maybe my brain just works differently like that there could well be a different solution and I'm I am quite intrigued to see uh, what parts there were other solutions and, and what they were um, I think there is definitely one in the um, the tool shed area because there's a part where you need to get a chisel and we we're both sort of just running around trying to figure it out. And um, I ended up disabling the metal detector. So we were able to put the chisel in our pants and walk out with it. No problem. But we had also examined a grate that was be- like on the wall between the outside and the inside. So there was another option, I think, where you could potentially just have both people go on either side of the wall and pass it through to each other. And then the guy on the outside can just walk away with it. Um, yeah. I think that was like multiple ways to solve that one. At That's least. a small thing, but I- I've kind of heard yeah. that there were like some bigger decisions that you could have done. Um but again, this is something that I have to look into because I am not too sure about it. But it's definitely interesting. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't bother me too much if it's um, one of those ones where it's, you know, your choices mean nothing. Because I'm just so used to those games now. Well. Even though, like, we kind of made that complaint about Erica. But <laughs> well, I mean. Make, but it's okay for this. <laughs> the thing is, though, this isn't really choices. This is just different ways to achieve the same goal so yeah from that respect i like that there is just a few different variations of how you can do it it's not yeah. like making a story decision like ultimately it's yeah. all just trying to get out oh actually you make a really good point because a lot of those david cage interactive movie type of games make such a big deal about the illusion of choice yeah. so in this one there are, there isn't really an illusion of choice it's just you can interact with whatever you want to interact with but you're on the story that we're going to put you on yeah so maybe that's why it didn't bother me so much because like in previous games of a similar nature where it tries to give you the illusion of choice like a telltale walking dead game or something like that yeah um, i always wind up being disappointed because i'd never feel like my choices matter in the end and this one it doesn't really care about choices you can just solve certain things in a certain way and um, either way, you're still going to be put on this specific narrative that they've given you. And towards the end, uh, you may get a different ending, but um, it's that's sort of like just down to the last chapter, not anything that you've decided in between. Yeah, so, yeah. I agree. I think uh, a lot of this game is um, sort of lighthearted in its gameplay. Like it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't really go and try to achieve some groundbreaking new storytelling feat and it just like it knows what it wants to do and it presents it really mm-hmm. well and you have a good time doing it so uh yeah <laughs> i mean the the story is pretty meaningful i think just because when we were playing <laughs> we were having i uh, yeah, like i'm not saying the actual <laughs> eventual outcome is lighthearted in any way but yeah, just yeah, yeah. the way it's presented <laughs> like it isn't a difficult game 
No, no, it's not. I mean, there's there were certain points that we failed for sure, but you could always just try again from exactly, the checkpoint. Exactly. Like, yeah. Chances are it was like one or two re- re- replays from the checkpoint. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and it was just us being like terrible. The boat. <laughs> yeah. Like us trying to row fucking, down a river. Fucking row boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the funniest part I've played in the game for a very long time. And it was just like strictly down to my stupidity and nothing more. <laughs> Yeah, like I was laughing so hard, my face was stinging from my salty, salty tears. <laughs> I can't tell if I was laughing out of like just pure hilarity or annoyance. <laughs> I don't know, but like we were failing so early on in the on the river section um, that we had to we got a checkpoint. Like, our boat sank before we even got to the rapids. Yeah. <laughs> and then we realized, oh, shit, that was the easy section of the river, not the hard section. Yeah, then it speeds up, like, double speed. Yeah. <laughs> Extreme rapids. Oh, dear. Oh, well, it was oh, hilarious. Was so funny. Yeah. There are an absolute well of a time, and there's a lot of... Hold on, that, that didn't make any grammatical sense. <laughs> <laughs> well of a time. <laughs> There was a lot of really hilarious moments in this game. Um, so definitely play it with a friend rather than just some random person online. Can you even do that? Can you find matchmaking on this game? I don't think so because there's only two options, which is play local co-op or play online and you have to invite the person. So I don't think you can just do a random... I feel like that's, that's quite a, it's quite a brave strategy there because there are going to be a whole yeah. lot of people who just simply don't have anyone to play with. Yeah, but I mean, for them, they can just not buy the game. <laughs> it's true, but they're missing out on a very good game yeah. then. So it's like uh, the developers are missing out on a whole load of sales potentially. But, you know, if they if they made a single player mode, it just wouldn't be as good. Oh, no, nah, yeah. The, the co-op is what makes this game. I could not imagine trying to play this single player because earlier today, I played it by myself to clean up the trophies that we didn't get the first time around. And um, it was annoying. <laughs> I mean, it would, it would just have to be... One character is AI controlled. Yeah, but that wouldn't really work because you need, like, it's all about both players exploring the environment, interacting with the environment. Because, like, even some of these trophies need to be done by a certain character. It would be, which is why we didn't get them the first time. It would be like AI controlled to a degree, but you could switch to and from which character you play. Either way, this is slightly irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, true. But like in theory, yeah, hypothetically, the only way that it would would work is if it was like. Uh, Resident Evil Zero or something like that where you have both characters and you switch between both of them. Yeah, yeah, true. Although I, I do yeah. like wonder whether having an online matchmaking would make it a little bit more tempting for people to get. Just that there's an option they could just join anyone's game. I don't know. I think it would probably ruin the experience because it's kind of something that you need to experience with one other person all yeah. the way through. Yeah, like I think you're having right. someone jump in halfway through the narrative kind of like, weakened the narrative experience for you. Like, what the fuck's going on? Who's this new person? He's just joining yeah. me on my adventure. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, like it, it really is like an emotional journey with between not just the characters, but the person you're playing with. Oh, Didn't you think so? That's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It was great. Yeah, because like we're experiencing it both for the very first time together at the same time and going through the exact same story beats and deciding as a pair how we're going to resolve certain situations. So it becomes not just the game story, but it becomes our story. So that's what I probably liked most about it. 
um, if I was to play it with another person now, I'd make slightly different decisions. But um, I don't know. Kind of, I don't think I want to play it again because I had such a good time the first time. So I like the second time would be worse. You know what's coming. Yeah, and I don't think there's enough variation in what you can do the second time around to make it new enough. Yeah. To alleviate that, but I mean that's okay. That's okay, and plus to each their own, really. Yeah, and plus, like we got this really cheap on sale, so uh, <laughs> just playing it once is fine. <laughs> yeah, I think I got this for like fifteen bucks or something. Yeah, I got it for just uh, like four or five quid. Yeah, I would pay double the price. I would pay like thirty bucks for this if I knew how good it was going to be. It's worth it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> we're not ending in here yet. <laughs> okay, um, I was going to mention. Uh, throughout the game, you actually have f- occasionally you come up with these different kind of views and gameplay styles, which I really enjoyed. Like for one for one point, uh, I can't remember where, but Leo basically goes into the hospital. The, it's the hospital. That's right, where he goes into yep. like a side-scrolling beat 'em up sort of view, uh, and that yeah, that was just so cool. It really worked. I loved that. Yeah, that was awesome. And I love there's there's a couple of sections in this game where both characters split off into the completely different um chase sequences. Yeah. So um player one will be I mean, just going off our experience, I was Leo, so Leo would be running through these corridors, avoiding the bad guys, trying to keep it as vague as possible. Um, doing his thing and then, you know, suddenly he's in a stealth section. So, like, in previous parts of the game where it's all completely split screen, even when you're playing online, you get to see exactly what the other person is doing. But for these sections, um, the screen will widen on your player and both players are watching what player one is doing. And then you'll, like, get to a certain section in, in player one's part and then control would shift over to player two and then we get to see player two running down their separate hallways and player one is watching them. So it's kind of like the shared but uh, individual experience um, in the chase sequences, which is really cool. Yeah. It is just like watching an action scene, and it's really fun. Yeah. It's like simple fun. Really good action scene. It is, yeah. I love the one where you're trying to chase that guy on the building site. That was, oh, that yeah. was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. And it's open enough that uh, you can both make decisions on who's going to go where. Like, quick, you take the left way and I'll take the right way. And then, you know, we'll sandwich him in between or, you know, catch him that way. So, yeah, like we are saying earlier, communication. Exactly. Communication is key. And yeah, I would say what this game does have, like, in terms of sheer amount of variation of types of gameplay, it does kind of... Um, I would say it's more like a jack of all trades but a master of none because, for instance, there are some driving scenes and shooting scenes oh, yeah. and they work, they're fine, um, but, you know, they're not that great. It doesn't control great. Yeah, like if it was if it was just a driving game, you wouldn't be having a good time. Exactly, but the fact that they are only short snippets of the game and, you know, they don't last that long, they're fine, they're, they keep the game fresh like a cucumber salad. And <laughs> it's, it's been a while since we said that. I know. <laughs> um, and it, it's, it just keeps the variation up. This game is nothing if not varied. Yeah. Oh, I just, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not often I can come to an end of a game and just think like, you know, I had a really, really good time and there's not really much I can fault. Yeah. I was I was kind of sad when it was over, but only because it was over. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. It was a really, it was a good ending. I was really satisfied with it. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, now we're done. 
I need Way Out 2 or just another co-op game like this. <laughs> it was like um, when when we had to log off and say goodbye. It was like when I was a kid and my step-siblings would be leaving for the weekend to go back to their mother's house. And then I'd be <laughs> the only kid left in the house. And then I'd be sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean, man. I felt the same. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'd be sitting at home by myself playing Diablo 1 thinking, I wish... I had someone with me in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but then you fucking log back into it and got all the trophies on your own, you bastard. Yeah, now I'm going to have to go and whip up my both controllers and play it, play it again. Ah, uh, it's easy. It took me like less than 10 minutes to get all of them. Legit. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Like, all you, so, <laughs> for the for people out there, <laughs> there's trophies that you miss. when Once you finish the game, there's a chapter select option. So, you can just... Log in both of your, like, log into two profiles on your PSN account, which I'm assuming everybody has because I have one for my Australian account and I have, like, a US account for cheaper PS1 RPGs. Um, and then log both in and then chapter select what you want, go to where you need to go, do the thing, which takes, like, 30 seconds, exit to main menu after you get the trophy, rinse and repeat for the rest of the trophies that you haven't got, which is, like, I don't know. Technically, I think that you can miss all of the trophies if you're not exploring the world. None of them are tied directly to the story. It's all optional uh, stuff that you do within the world. Yeah. So, you really have got to explore. Yeah. Like there are absolutely tons of mini things you can do. There's a few character interactions. There's a few mini games. There's like darts. Yeah. Um, oh, Connect 4. Connect 4. That was 4. I won. You did. I yeah. won that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not proud of myself. <laughs> I've never been good at that game. You uh, you beat me at horseshoes or something. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's bullshit. <laughs> I did get 180 in darts, though. I, I was, we were kind of just doing these things, like, hoping, oh, maybe there's a trophy associated with this. Uh, yes. <laughs> but I got that 180 after several tries and nothing. Yeah. But I'm still proud Like, when we it. say we went in blind, we went in blind. We didn't know what any of the trophies were, so we were just trying to... F- experiment with our surroundings and the interactive objects and see if it would pop something as a trophy and there are a couple of times when i got really damn close to getting it but i missed it by sheer impatience because uh. there's this one part where where like i had to spin the blades of a windmill right and you had to do it like four times but in our playthrough i did it three times and then uh. i just gave up <laughs> if, I'd done it, God damn. if i'd done it that one extra time i would have got the trophy <laughs> yeah i was it was also worth saying like if you're uh getting the trophies with someone else you both get them even if Mm. the other player gets it so that's cool yeah only one person has to actually do the action but as long as both of you are there in the same game it pops off for both of you so this is like this can be a really easy um platinum for both people if you want to do some trophy hunting yeah yeah i particularly like the one in the farm where you kind of have to both be playing the banjo and the piano at the same time (laughs) oh that was a good one (laughs) I could replay that chapter just to um, do the musical mini game because that was a lot of fun. I quite enjoyed just one, just wandering around the farm as well. Yeah, yeah. But the 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 piano and the banjo both turn into their sort of mini Guitar Hero style yeah. rhythm games, and um, you played on what like extreme difficulty or something? I sure did. Yeah. <laughs> was it hard? <laughs> oh man, it was it was really fast at times. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I played on like medium and it was still too fast for me because I'm not good at those rhythm games at all. I can't play instruments. I can't dance. I can barely walk properly. So, <laughs> me and rhythm, not so good. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. It, was, it was tricky, but 
just just the fact that there's only um like two instruments in this game and they've implemented a little mini game like that with difficulties that's so cool yeah so unnecessary but i love it it kind of reminds me of how like the internet went crazy for uh ellie playing guitar in last of us 2 because there's like this whole thing where if you're playing guitar as ellie you can literally play every note using the controller and then a bunch of people just started recording themselves playing like famous songs and you know video game music and all that sort of stuff <laughs> well so, i haven't even seen that yeah i know you stayed like very far away from last of us part two but i've seen a lot of stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well just trying to avoid those spoilers i still don't know how the last of us ends so uh you're just setting yourself up for someone to at you on twitter and then completely spoil it well cut this out <laughs> <laughs> nah i don't care maybe <laughs> But yeah, the the mini game and the, with the musical stuff, excellent. Absolutely awesome. Love that. Yeah. Uh, I so there's one part of the game which relates to the farm where we did actually have a glitch. Um, this was, I think, probably the only problem we had with the game, where we kind of yep. did an action before we should or before we should have been allowed to, and because we did that, we weren't able to finish the task at hand, and therefore we had to reload the, the checkpoint. Yeah, I'd say if anything, it probably like put took us back like two minutes, so wasn't a problem. Yeah. But it's confusing as heck because if you don't know it's a glitch, you're going to wander around looking for something that's not there that you've probably done already. And um, yeah, we had to like just Google it, and it was a known glitch, so that's a problem. But again, it was the only yeah. thing I encountered. Yeah, that was the only time that we um, we had an actual glitch or or road bump that we needed to hop on google for so what we had to do was like prop up a car to take out a wedge from underneath so it would hit the ground or whatever yeah but what actually ended up happening was i propped up the car and the player that's propping up the car is supposed to keep it propped up so the second player can remove the the block from underneath but what i ended up doing was i just stopped propping up the car and then i walked over to the block and there was an option to remove it, so I just removed it. But because we did that, we weren't able to push the car out. That option wasn't available to us. So, I had to completely reset it. Yeah. Um, but that was okay. I mean, we just reset to the last check checkpoint and that was it. I think we had a couple of other minor glitches. Like, there's a part where we had to spear a fish. And on my screen, <laughs> the fish was on your spear. And on your screen, the fish was on my spear. <laughs> but yeah. that was just we kind of visual, just- really concluded that we might have caught the same fish at the exact same time <laughs> yeah and so I for each so. other it was just like backwards with who caught it uh either way yeah. it's the sort of glitch that just makes things confusing and funny rather than <laughs> game breaking uh yeah i i guess we should say as well that there's some animation issues um for example like a part where you're playing basketball some very hilarious <laughs> hand movements and robotic motions that are going on but that was I mean, I don't really consider that a negative because I <laughs> laughed my ass off at that and I liked it. So. <laughs> it was damn funny. Um, it was so yeah. robotic. Yeah. Yeah. It's an indie game, right? So they haven't got the budget of your AAAs and it shows It shows in the graphics. It shows in the mechanics. Um, I guess it even shows in the fact that they don't have Troy Baker in this game. Thank God. But yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> I think actually in some respects, works for the benefit. And these slight little uh, 
um, quirks in the mechanics can make it just quite hilarious and enjoyable to play, I guess. It doesn't take you out of the immersion at all. Maybe it might. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I thought that the graphics were actually really good considering that it's an indie developer and they didn't have the full budget that the AAA devs do. Oh, the, the graphics are good, no doubt. But yeah, you can definitely it's tell. It's not as polished. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can, you can tell that they haven't um, pumped in a whole ton of resources into, you know, making the, the most realistic environments ever. I mean, they look pretty good for what they are. They're simple. And um, they've... I think they're all really smart with what they put their resources into. So, things like character models and motion capping for the cutscenes look excellent. Yeah. Um, but, you know, animations in basketball, for example, isn't the most fluid but yeah but it's it's just such a minor part of the game that you don't expect them to put much into that and yeah yeah, it's just like it's fine this is funny i like it yeah i would say it's on par with like you know actually i'd say it's better than heavy rain on playstation 3 for sure all right okay in terms of like facial animations and people looking like real people would you say it was uh better than horizon zero dawn (laughs) uh (laughs) (laughs) facial animation wise absolutely um environmental graphics and yeah not so much and stuff no (laughs) no (laughs) but facial animations yeah for sure i mean at points i was watching it thinking you know kind of i had that separation where i I sort of didn't realize i was watching a game anymore in the cutscenes because they the characters are designed for the, the actors who play them so they just look like real people and then you do that sort of uh, filling in the blanks thing in your mind where it just sort of becomes a movie. Yeah. 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 Also, that's what I did at least. We did, we did notice a few times that there are like uh, repeated character models for NPCs, uh, like police officers. You might say, hey, I recognize that porn stash. And um, uh, it's like you expect this, I guess, but it is kind of noticeable. Not to break the immersion again, though. And we did like notice that given the era, there was like a lot of diversity in the in the characters, which we were saying like it's not perhaps factually accurate for the time, but the fact yeah. that like like who cares? So I should say that the the era that is actually set in, or the year that it's set in, is nineteen seventy two. Okay. Um. So for that year, I mean, I wouldn't expect that there would be um the most diverse police force in the world shall we say (laughs) yeah but they showed like quite a lot of female officers quite a lot of black officers and yeah we kind of said to ourselves in the stream like do you think this is factually accurate but who cares it's nice it's good that they've done it yeah although is this guy that made the game like actually american i have no idea i don't think he is he's a swedish lebanese film director right (laughs) he was born in lebanon but i don't know if that just means that he's just born there, move somewhere else. He would move to Sweden when he was 10. I'm sure he has an accent. If you've ever seen that fuck the Oscars thing, I'm sure he's got an accent. So I don't think he is American. Where was this? What? Uh, on December the sev- December 7th, 2017, Yosef compared the... No, appeared on the Game Awards and gave a passionate speech while on stage with host Jeff Keighley, where he covered many topics like the Oscars, EA's microtransaction controversy with... Star Wars Battlefront 2 and his game A Way Out. Because of his speech, he has received international praise among his fans and his speech has created the new 
a new internet meme involving mass vandalism of relevant Wikipedia pages, usually to reference the 2003 movie The Room, as many people compared him to the movie's director, Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> yeah. Well, his, um, does that his, ring a bell? <laughs> oh, his speech does. Yeah, absolutely. Because the, the famous thing was him just like pointing his middle finger up to the camera and saying, fuck the Oscars. And um, I think he said, like, uh, if you don't like my game, you can break my legs, that sort of thing. <laughs> oh. He's very out there. He's very funny. I had no idea. I'd never heard of him. Like, the only thing that I knew about him was that he directed um, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, which I loved. Um, I had no idea about anything else. <laughs> he just doesn't He doesn't appear like you would imagine your typical game developer to be. So, I deeply respect him. Uh, so, he's more of like an artist than a... I think a, he's more like a passionate artist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's, yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I get that. Like, uh, he was a passionate artist. <laughs> I went to film school, so I've I met a whole bunch of really passionate types. So <laughs> I get it. <laughs> it's him. It's just like him. Yeah, I get it. He's he is like Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the room? Yes, <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, I won't quote it. <laughs> Please don't. But I really want to. <laughs> Yeah. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Joseph Farris, Tommy Wiseau. What's the difference? Yeah, who knows? This game was directed by Tommy Wiseau. Nah. <laughs> it's too quality to be directed by Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> no. This game is actually good. It makes sense. Yeah. And the dialogue is not like insanely random and bad okay uh well where do we go from here um i was just gonna bring up the pacing because i feel like it's it's pretty good in that they've kind of just gone um they've gone through different areas with different amounts of uh uh what's the term well they've done enough a variety of things like there's there's times when you might be running away from police or something and then you realize you've got to eat and so you you catch a fish and you have a little quiet time reflective moment thinking about the uh, the characters they have a little discussion between themselves talking about their family and yep. i think it works really well having that as well as the more action more stealth based things the more tense sections a bit where you can kind of just uh, learn a bit more about the characters and their background and i think it's done in a way that is just really, really effective and works particularly well. Just how they've kind of spaced everything out. Yeah, I mean, it's not a very long game. You can finish it in about six hours. So the way that they've paced it out, they've made it very effective with, you know, delving into the characters' backstories and uh, really conveying to the player um, what each of the characters stands for and, you know, what their morals are and what their goals are. So, like, Leo is a family man. He's got a family outside and a wife with flat pancake tits. And <laughs> Linda. Um, he just... Oh, is that an name? I forgot. I think so. <laughs> yeah. And so, he just... He wants the best for his his kid, Alex, and yes, his wife, so. Linda. And they don't waste any time with, like, superfluous characters on, like, in the sidelines. It's all about, like, the central cast and 
their connections. So um, Vincent has a wife as well and a baby on the way and um, Leo's wife and kid and all that sort of stuff. They all get like equal screen time. So both characters are fleshed out equally so the player can have a strong enough connection to both of them so that once you reach the final conclusion, um, you have some feelings. Yeah. To put it vaguely enough. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's fair to say that none of these characters are particularly unique. Like, you've seen them all before, and the story itself isn't, like, uh, drastically original. But because everything's done in such a, uh, a way that... Um, or it's just it's done in such a way that it works particularly well when put all together. Yeah. Hmm. It's greater than some of its parts. There you go. That's maybe the term I should have said. <laughs> yeah, that's it's like what we said about uh, Deadly Premonition. Although Deadly Premonition is a lot more broken than this game for sure. Yes. Um, but yeah, a way out is greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah, and you can you can clearly see the influence that is taken from like Prison Break films, like. Uh, you got the short shank redemption. There's uh, what's the one with Clint Eastwood? Escape from Alcatraz. There are some very similar yeah. things, and I just, I love them. Those callbacks to old films, so cool. <sighs> I can't not talk about it. I have to talk about it. <laughs> Fine, go. You can see fucking digital weenies in this game. There's dicks <laughs> and, and there's butts. fucking penises <laughs> and booties. Yeah, yes, like, there right are. From the very first, very first chapter, and I was shocked because there's not very many games where you get to see a doodle and then bear ow i fucking just hit myself (laughs) (laughs) and then wham bam thank you ma'am there's a uh spanish i don't even know if it's spanish but there's some sort of phallic salami meat swinging there in your face getting wet i don't think i've literally ever heard you more excited in a video game (laughs) (laughs) i think i was just excited about the fact that it caught me off guard. I was like, oh my God, there's dicks in here. <laughs> it was surprising. I wasn't, I can't yeah. say I was expecting it. I mean, at first- We're in you, for a real treat. At, at first you see some buns, but then, but then you see the whole package. Yeah. Look, I've seen some digital ass cheeks before. Yeah. Plenty of digital ass cheeks. Exactly. But I ain't never seen no front sausage. So I was like, whoa. And, and they have a few as well. Yeah. The whole, a whole row of them <laughs> all lined up. <laughs> <laughs> It's, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> it was surprising. Yeah, it, it's like, um, the only other games I can think of that have digital doodles in them is GTA 5, where Travis, is it Travis or Trevor? Trevor. Trevor. Trevor, Trevor pulls his pants down, and, um, and then there's a game that was released a few years ago on PC called Shower with Your Dad or something. Do you remember that one? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I never played it, but I just remember seeing reviews of it it was a that whole controversy. it was a whole youtube phenom- for for a little bit <laughs> phenomenon phenomenon <laughs> phenomenon do, 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 do. <laughs> shut the fuck up it's gonna be stuck in a <laughs> shower with your dad is that what it's called yeah, yeah. shower with your simulator. dad simulator yeah yeah there's another one Good but stuff. i can't think was was there one in outlast i think there was i'm sure one of the oh yeah someone gets a dick cut off yeah, well, I think you almost do, but isn't there a scene like, um, isn't one of the like weird freaking mutants that wander around just like all flapping around? Uh, I don't know, but that also reminded me that there is uh, Dante's Inferno where you fight Satan and Satan has a massive floppy weenie. weenie. Does he wield it as a weapon? 
No, nah, he's just it's just flopping around yeah. and during the fight. Fair enough. <laughs> That's a weak point right there. A, should have protected that Satan. Yeah, he's glowing testicles that you need to shoot. <laughs> I don't know if that's a fact, but <laughs> uh, I mean, there's horse balls in Red Dead too. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's all the digital dick I can think of. So yeah, I was excited. Sue me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, that's I, I really don't want us to spoil the story for this yeah. game because it's really the story's like, really good, and if. If we said too yeah. much, well, it would just kind of, yeah, it would ruin things. So, go out and yeah. enjoy it yourself. Exactly. Like, if um, the, the story is the game, as much as the co-op, like, the cooperating with somebody else and, and making decisions together is the game. I mean, without the story, there's not really a goal for you to be there to do that. So, we don't want to take away that shining glory moment that you get towards the end which is totally worth it so please for the love of god if you can get this game for cheap or even full price i don't care just buy it play it with a friend and when you get to the end at us and tell us what you thought because there were some very heartfelt moments and things that made my jaw drop that weren't weenies <laughs> yes <laughs> <How about likewise>. <laughs> <laughs> likewise likewise <laughs> Yeah. No boobies, though. So no, I was a, I'm sorry. I was a big disappointed about that. Yeah. Just some, like, pancake ones. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Linda, <laughs> her voice actor was Andrea Deck. Who's that? Who you might be familiar from voicing Amanda Ripley in Alien Isolation. I haven't played Alien Isolation. Well, we might soon. Who knows? Yeah, I mean... October is coming up. That is the month of horror. So, we will potentially be playing some horror games for the month of October. Because we're that original. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) What are we going to do? Play Christmas games? I would. I would, man. I'd rather play Christmas games than fucking Alien Isolation. But I can't think of a single Christmas game. (laughs) I can think of like the shareware, like free, not free, but cheap shovelware games on Steam. Yeah. Um, Like some Flash games. Yeah, I don't want to pay money for that. Nah. Maybe if there's like a Sims Christmas expansion, I'll play that. No. <laughs> I hate those expansions. <laughs> Fine. Sims, the Sims, it's like, that is the biggest rort ever. Almost as big as like, no, actually it is bigger. It's bigger than like Super Smash Brothers because not only do you pay for the full game, you also have to buy all these expansions, which are like 20 bucks each and they release like, a new one every what is it like six months three months or yeah, something and they often cost like as much as the full game because the game's gone down now because it's been out for ages and these expansions yeah. they just don't ever seem to go go down it's, it's ludicrous but there's so many of them Ugh. yeah and and like by the time you finish paying for it if you bought the game at its release you've probably spent like 200 bucks on just the sims and its expansions yeah it's crazy it's I love The Sims as much as anyone, but paying that much to keep playing it is not okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it needs to be like the Pokemon games where, um, you know, how every time they come up with new generations of Pokemon, they just, like, release the new game and you get all the old generations with the new generations, except for the most recent one. I think they didn't do that. But, you know, like, gets to the point where you have, like, 600 Pokemon instead of 150. So, you kind of get your money's worth. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. And I agree. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, away from Sims. 
that's that's my rant about the Sims and Pokemon and Super Smash Brothers. But I'm just a cheap man. That's cheap <laughs> from Transylvania. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up then. Um, if you want to buy some merchandise, we've still got the merch store open, which you can find at shop.spreadshirt.com slash goodbadbacklog. I've placed an order for mine, which I haven't got yet. You've placed an order, which is bizarre because it's like an Australian store, and yet I placed an order and mine just arrived. Or did it arrive? No. Let me tell you the saga <laughs> of what happened with my fucking shirt. So, first of all, I had to pay customs for it 11 pounds customs i'll have you know which you know i could have got two versions of the of, of a way out for that on sale <laughs> um and then the bastard postman delivered it next door don't know how he mi- mixed up 10 and 12 but he did turns out there's no one living in that house so then i had <gasps> to go and talk to the lettings agents <laughs> and it turns out that they sent it back to sender and because then it got back to the to the post office, they sent me another letter to pay the customs again. And at that point, you know, I put on my Karen wig, walked up there <laughs> and said, I need to speak to the manager. <laughs> Not really. And I, just showed them, I just told them the situation, showed them the receipt that I'd paid. And they're like, this is fine. Here you go. And that was the saga over. So... Uh, it was a stressful situation and I'm not happy about it, but I got it and it looks good. And I'll probably post something on Instagram at some point in time. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, you know, pick them up. It fits well. It's comfortable. <laughs> it's the best shirt you can buy. What's the printing like? Is it printing good? It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Oh, okay. I got a nice blue, blue shirt. <sighs> I like blue. I think I ordered a, um, a teal. Uh, teal... <laughs> Fucking jumper. <laughs> I wish we had a corduroy option. I would have got a corduroy jacket. I don't think that would work, but okay. <laughs> um, and also, for the record, I I think the customs thing is just a UK thing. It's a UK thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's I've had people nonsense. get stuff in Australia and they haven't been charged by customs. So, it just really depends where you are. I think it's because of the, the actual website and store itself. But, uh, yeah, it might be something to do with the Britain being out of the EU now, that sort of bollocks. I don't know. Uh, It's all very confusing for me. I've never really had to pay that much customs before. But, oh, well, what can I do? Yeah. I did have to pay, like, 50 bucks at customs once because I ordered a bunch of video games from uh, Asia-ish area. Yeah. And... um, Oh, it was from PlayAsia. Oh, yeah. People know PlayAsia. Yeah. So this is like going back 15 plus years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think because the the total cost of the package was over $200, I had to pay customs for it um, at the airport of all places. Um, <laughs> and it was like 50 bucks or something. And I was like, well, not ordering anything over $200 again. So, yeah, never did that again. <laughs> but yeah, it's the only time I've been charged by customs. But yeah, do not let this discourage you from from- purchasing our merch yeah i mean <laughs> you won't get customs you won't have the problems that i had that was just like a weird one-off that you know hopefully will not occur ever again yeah some really bad luck by a uh, hopefully drunk postman i think so yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> wait hang on did 
Did you mention that he delivered it to the wrong address, then went to your correct address and told you he delivered it to the wrong address? Well, that that's right. I mean, it is literally the house opposite ours. Connected. <laughs> Why didn't you just house. get it? <laughs> I don't understand, because even on the freaking door, on the letterbox of that door, it says, please deliver it to next door, <laughs> because there's no one living here. So, um, uh... it's like this guy actually went out of his way to not deliver it to me. <laughs> So, it's like one of those doors where it has, like, a letterbox on the door and you put it through and it's inside the house, Exactly, right? yeah. And these oh, yeah. all these doors, they have the numbers either written on the door or on the wall out front or something. And it's very clearly 12. The next door is 10. The package very clearly says 12. So, I can only assume that this guy kind of just was on autopilot, wasn't really looking what he was doing, and just posted it through, then realized, then came on, knocked on our door, and was like, sorry, <sighs> but you're going to have to reclaim this from next door. Uh, oh, no. Oh, well, it didn't really matter. Poor guy. End. I got it. I would have just broken into the door. I thought you were going to say mean, I would have broken his neck or something, but <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, we did actually look over the wall and think, like, can we get in the back door? But, <laughs> you know, we're not that. We're not those kind of people. <laughs> Uh, it depends on what the kind of lock is, but I have broken into places before using a credit card. Well, I'm I'm not against going in the back door, if you know what I'm saying, <laughs> but I uh, I don't want to don't want to break in. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to tell people how to break into a place, but I've done it before when I lived um, in this other share house, and there were like locks on the inside. So like the housemates had, well, the the girl who was originally there, she had accidentally locked her bedroom door. Um, and it was one of those ones that you need a key for and stuff. Right. And um, so, like, you know the ones where, like, on the back of the the door handle, there's a button and you push that and then you close the door behind you as you're leaving and then now it's suddenly locked and you can't get back in. Yeah, yeah, I know. Unless you have the key. Yeah. Yeah, so she had that and then she was like, fuck, I just locked myself out of the, my own bedroom and I'm like, oh, I can get you in. <laughs> and I got a credit card and, like, shimmied the, the, the lock thingy open and I didn't know what I was doing. I just thought I was cool so I was like yeah fucking I got this and then I actually managed to pull it off and I was like yes video games have taught me something useful holy shit man I should have tried that so (laughs) I am the master of lock picking (laughs) like Jill Valentine (laughs) yeah I don't think I don't think a credit card would have worked in these ones they're definitely keys that are required yeah you know I could just (laughs) stick a credit card in there and just hope for the best (laughs) yeah wriggle it around Fair warning, by the way, the, the card that I used to get the door open broke, so you know, don't use a card that you might need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to try this, I don't think. Yeah, only use this information for good, like if you accidentally lock yourself out of your bedroom, but um, yeah, there you go. This this was like 20 years ago, mind you, so I don't think that um, doors are like that anymore. No, I don't think so either. No. It's because people kept on breaking into them. <laughs> Yeah, with credit cards. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, <laughs> back on track. So, uh, don't let that discourage you. Buy some of our merch anyway. Um, apparently, the printing looks lovely. Once I get mine, I will upload some pictures as well. And maybe some nudes. Nah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, besides the merch store, you can also find us at Twitter, which we are... Uh, a lot more active on nowadays so you can find us at bad backlog you can also re-watch our stream of a way out on twitch at good bad backlog i am going to hopefully 
if I'm not lazy and I'm smart enough to figure this out without pulling my hair out, going to edit it together into a YouTube video that we'll put on our YouTube channel, which is The Good, The Bad, and The Backlog. Instagram is at GoodBadBacklog. We are also more active on there now, sharing photos of what we're playing. For example, the game that is coming up next, Suikoden. Suikoden. We have been posting some screenshots of that because we've gotten, gotten a head start on that. So... Yeah, stay tuned for next week when we will be taking on the PS1 classic RPG, Suikoden. It's going to be interesting because that's kind of the first big JRPG that we're going to be covering. Besides Final Fantasy XII. <laughs> classic. <laughs> the first classic. The first classic JRPG we've been covering. Okay. Podcast. <laughs> I, I definitely didn't forget about Final Fantasy XII. <laughs> You sounded so crushed and defeated in that episode. I felt so bad afterwards. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but just to clarify, it's because you were tired. It was, yes. It wasn't because you destroyed the game and your comments no. were absolutely outrageous and foul. It was because I was <laughs> tired. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, the, the feedback I've gotten, most people don't agree with me. So that's fine. Um, I'm just, yeah, you are the popular one. Go nice. you. You're the fan favorite. Well, you know. You're going to win Miss Congeniality around here being the bad guy. It's <laughs> all I've ever wanted. Yeah. <laughs> now, put your Sandra Bullock bra on and uh, let's get Suikoden started so we can get to the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to cool. load her up to a bus that won't stop and get my get my congeniality <laughs> prize. <laughs> The bus that wouldn't slow down. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. So that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Go and buy a way out. Do it. It's good. Love it, etc. And that's it. Say goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.